This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 382. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. And my name is John, as always. Oh, so pal, we, uh, we seem to have gotten into the every other week habit, mostly because life gets in the way. Um, but I really am watching so little that the every other week sort of, well, uh, so little new stuff that the every mm-hmm. other week seems to fit. I can How see about that, yeah. no self? Well, yes. I mean, I'm I'm actually watching a lot of stuff, but it's not new because there's not a lot that's new out there. Right. Right. And cons- and historically, this was about new TV, new movies. Even yeah. though the title isn't doesn't say what did you watch new this week? It's it's right. Just, what did you watch this week? And uh, but anyhow, that being said, I don't have a ton, but I, I do. But I didn't watch like. For instance, the um, the classic Chris Carter series, uh, Harsh Realm. Yeah. Uh, I finished it. Um, it. It is an unsatisfying conclusion because the show was canceled before, like, while they were filming episode nine type of thing. Gotcha. Um, so they just finished up that, and that was that. The only other thing they have out there is they do have a an episode 10 synopsis, but it was never actually, they they never finished the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? They never filmed it and did everything like that. Gotcha. Um, it was an interesting show. I think what I was most appealing to me about it is it had very much an X files vibe as in, this was very clearly a Chris Carter show based on the, uh, the music, which also was Mark snow, the filming style, the, the writing style, obviously Chris Carter wrote majority of these episodes. So it had a very, very much an X-Files production vibe. And, and I enjoyed the stories and I think it's enjoyable to watch. Um, I mean, if you liked any, you know, X-Files or millennium or any of the, the 1013 shows, which is just X-Files millennium and the little gunman, um, this is worth your time because it's enjoyable and it's in that same style that you like when you like that style of uh, production work, if you will. Uh, style, again, the, not the shared sina- universe. No, not shared universe. Um, but it is the the it is unsatisfying how it ends because it was it was canceled. Yeah, we uh, we've looked at a few shows recently where we're like, um, they're on a list, or you know, like, oh, I really like this show, or we'll go looking through them and that is kind of a deterrent for us, you know, in the same way. It's like, Oh, do we want to pick up and watch the show? Well, it was canceled prematurely. Mm, then no, yep. like right. we're, we're not going to get a satisfying ending. 
not everything was like the TV show Life, where they filmed the last episode not knowing if they were coming back or not. So they just went ahead and, and filmed like a satisfying ending. Right. Or a few of them out there that they were told, hey, this is your last season. Make it count. Yeah. They were like, then we will. Yeah. Or, hey, you're not getting renewed or we're only doing the 13 episodes. You're not getting picked up for any more. So just finish up these episodes. And they, they, you know, they give us a, a, a conclusion. Yep. But, but yeah, I really liked Harsh Rum quite a bit. And you're right, because uh, Millennium X-Files and the Lone Gunman are in a shared universe. Yeah. Um, and this, this one was not. So, but again, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Um. I got a lot of Twilight Zone in. Oh yeah. Yep. Excuse me. I am um midway through the second season now. So I've reached the episodes where um So there was uh six episodes in the second season that were shot uh on video instead of on film. Mhm. Uh, as a way to um, try and save money because it was cheaper to film on video than film back in the 60, early 1960. Sure. Um, but Rod Serling hated the way it looked, which I don't blame him because looking at these episodes, they are rough. I mean, like you can still hear everything just fine and you can see what's happening. But when you compare them to the other episodes that were filmed on film, mm-hmm. I, I get that, that were shot on film. The film definitely held up better uh, quality wise than the video did over the last, you know, 60 years until they were able to, you know, digitally transfer them over and everything. Um, But still, you know, it's it's a very solid show. Uh, What's fun is there's been a few episodes I've never seen before. Um, So that's very fun to, you know, to see. uh, To see those those uh those episodes that you've never seen before um mm-hmm. and then like there's an episode called uh 22 which there's been a couple episodes that I've watched that I've been like oh like episode 22 that is it's like oh this looks like this could have been the um like an inspiration for the movie final destination mm-hmm uh, or like the episode, the Odyssey of Flight 33. It's like, oh, you know, maybe Stephen King watched this and he was inspired to write the Langoliers because mm. um, there's such familiarity. But, you know, again, it's these came out so long ago. So. Uh, but anyways, um, I I really like the series quite a bit i'm really really enjoying this kind of rewatch slash slash first time watch and uh i'm just gonna keep plugging away nice what you got going on uh so we're still watching person of interest at the gym still a good solid show um enjoying that quite a bit those workout times it is it's nice to have something like that um over the past two weeks, we have crushed all nine episodes that are out now of season six of Love is Blind, because that just came back. There were six episodes, oh. and then there were three episodes the next week. Um, 
last season was absolute shit and I didn't think we were going to watch it again because like, yeah, of you the didn't 12, seem to like it at all. Yeah. Of the 12 men and women, like two couples ended up going to the altar. Like it was ridiculous. Uh, but this season, five of them have made it out and are back in the real world. Although one of the couples broke up already. So that's, there's all these things too that you learn about, like the contracts actually say that if you're proposed to, or you propose to someone else, if there is a yes, and you two agree to get married on the show, then you have to go to the altar. Even if you hate each other, want to break up, et cetera, you have to go, or you owe the show $50,000 per person. Oh, no shit. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's much more enjoyable this season. It's fun because, you know, a new episode will, or a new batch of episodes will drop. And then we go on TikTok and there's just like people going crazy, uh, you know, ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends that are like weighing in and like, hey, you know, this person was actually uh, almost married to me before they got on the show. And, um, so it spills over into real life, which is equally enjoyable for trash TV. So, yeah. Uh, and then cool. it was interesting the other day we were like, okay, we're kind of caught up on all of our shows. Didn't want to watch any more Witcher. As Julia said, I've seen enough. And I was like, yep, pretty much. Uh, so Fair. she was like, she was like, let's just do a roulette. And she went on Netflix and was like scrolling through. And she's like, oh, you said that this was really good. And we started off I zombie, which I loved. Um, I know you never got into it, but. No, you know, it got a solid five seasons. Uh, each season is like 10 to 13 episodes. It was a little rushed at the end, but um, we're enjoying the hell out of it. It's based on a graphic novel. Rob Thomas produced it. Um, and it's it's a damn solid show, especially in the first few seasons. Um, we're really enjoying it. But while we were watching that, we uh you boot up Netflix to go there. And it was like, you know, trending today, trending today. And Julia's like, boy, that show looks like fun. That one looks really good. I really want to, I want to check that one out at some point. And I was like, yeah, we can do that. That show was uh resident alien. Oh no. Oh, that's right. It's back. Yeah. So she was like, I really want to check I have, that out. It looks watch really that. good. And I was like, I was like, you have no idea. So between iZombie and Resident Alien, we've been flip-flopping back and forth. We're 10 episodes into iZombie. We're set, we, I was just before we recorded tonight finishing the seventh episode of season one uh, of Resident Alien. Loving it. How but I'm episodes? also not watching episode three yet or season three. There are two so far. There's 10 episodes per season okay. for the first two. And there are two episodes so far, although this week I think there'll be a third one out. Um, but right, we'll, so I, we'll I catch up on that. those. Yeah. Well, I haven't so watched I'll them yet wait. either. So I'll yeah. wait until you guys finish your your rewatch. If yep. you will, I'll let you know when we're heads one and two. Yeah, yeah. Let me know when you guys start season three. Dude, the show um, is so good. It's oh, just it's so well written. The the well, pacing, Alan the Tudyk dialogue is amazing. Yes. Yeah. We just we just watched episode seven, which is where we first meet the uh, Nathan Fillion octopus. Um, Love it. And. And he just got his device back from the snow, which made the ship turn on and the little piece of metal that Max had stolen start glowing. Yeah, it's um, it's such a good show. It's just and Julia's loving it. She's like, I can't believe how good this show is. It's just so well written and the dialogue just snaps. And yeah, so like you were saying in the beginning, not a lot of new stuff, but really good stuff. Alan, Alan Tudyk is so brilliant in that role. 
you know? He is. We just had in this episode two was where he tried to uh, numb the pain by eating a bunch of pills and drinking. And then we got Alan Tudyk as the alien playing opposite Alan Tudyk as the corpse. But the doctor and the show is so friggin' good. And we watched uh, Jumping Ahead, uh, rewatched Tucker and Dale vs. Evil oh. week before, just because I hadn't seen it in such a long time. So I won't talk about it later in the movie section. But it's just such a great film. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, That's college kids. I, I really want to watch that one again. Yeah. No, that's a great flick. That is that's well worth your time. Um so uh one of the uh the Roku streaming channels that I I kind of saved was the TNBC one because I thought, "Oh shit, this is going to replay like all those old Saturday morning, you know, TNBC shows from my teen years." And it hasn't yet to do that. Um oh. it just does marathons of different shows like it had uh, uh like marathons of coach and just this and that or whatever. But the other day it had uh, or Saturday or Sunday, it doesn't matter. It was showing Weird Science. Remember the USA TV series Weird I Science? Do. Yes. So I put an episode on just to see if it is still as terrible as I remember. Um, it is. I, it's yeah. still. It has not aged well. Uh, it is still extremely uh, cheesy and sexist and just absurd. Um, I don't remember and, much of it, and, but I do remember that it wasn't good at the time. No, no, it, it wasn't. You know, like the two teenagers, high schoolers, you know, they create a, a genie from their computer that somehow comes to life and they can like travel through time with her or they can do just any numerous ridiculous things that like the suspension of disbelief of what they're capable of doing with the technology they have is kind of over the top, over the top. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, but no, the show is it's just it you know it was like okay, that's something I watched uh when it was on and somehow continued to watch it when it was on, but I don't think I stuck with it that long. Uh The Connors season six rolls on. Um still a good show. Uh somehow, I mean they've got they're gonna have over a hundred episodes in the in this uh with this season coming out. Can't believe they've lasted this long, honestly. I know Kate like and I, I were discussing. I thought the it was going to tank when they when they got Roseanne off there, but my God, it just keeps going and keeps being good. Apparently, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like somehow, even after Roseanne, like you know, so Roseanne ran the uh, uh, the original nine seasons, and then it came back for that that tenth season, and then she she did her thing and got got herself canceled. Uh and so then they just started the Connors the year after without her. And as I, in my mind, I was like, I don't, I doubt this will last. But then like my wife said the other day, the show is so much better without Roseanne on it. <laughs> I think you've made comment about that too. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy it thoroughly. I think it's really good. Uh, so we watch a lot of little house on the prairie mm-hmm. as well. And my wife right now is reading Melissa Gilbert's book. And this is what's interesting. So Melissa Gilbert on Little House on the Prairie played Laura Ingalls. Okay? Okay. And in the book that my wife is reading, uh, Melissa talks about the fact that she was adopted. 
by her mom and her dad, Paul Gilbert. And Paul Gilbert was this vaudeville actor, and his grandfather and her and his father was a big as it was a, was a famous actor and everything. And but like her brother Jonathan Gilbert, who is on the show as well, mm-hmm. uh, playing Willie Olson, uh, Herm and Melissa are not blood related at all. They just mm. have the same adopted mother. Okay. Oh, no, they have the same adopted father, but different adopted mothers or something of that nature. And then Sarah Gilbert, who plays Darlene on Roseanne, is sisters with Melissa Gilbert, but not really because it's like it's her mother. Melissa's mother had Sarah with this other guy. And eight okay. years after Paul Gilbert died, Sarah Gilbert took the Gilbert name as her own. Okay. So there, even though she has no legal or blood relation to Paul Gilbert, but she took the name of Gilbert. It's so confusing. But in, <laughs> in Melissa Gilbert's book, she talks about how much she loved, you know, her little baby sister, Sarah, when she was a baby baby and growing up and everything. So, I mean, family is not obviously not always blood. It's it's, you know, family can be family. But it's just when you read it and you're like, here's this brother and two sisters or two sisters and a brother, you know, you know, yeah, three people, two girls and a boy, sisters and a brother. And yeah. they're related, but not really biologically, but legally, but not really. And it's just kind of wild, but again, it kind of works. But the, yeah. I feel like you need, those, uh, you need one of those yeah. Charlie maps, you know, with all yes. the red strings yes, and everything. Exactly. Right, but my wife was like, listen to this. And she's trying to explain. I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. It was just, yeah, it was funny. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so Connors is solid. I love the show. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and break down the episode because it's mindless TV. It's just a sitcom, you know? Mm-hmm. If they're not, it's not anything mind-blowing. It's just comedy and stupid comedy and fun and characters that you've literally known now for 16 seasons, but almost 40 years from when the first, when did the first episode of the show air? Was it 88? Uh, I know that you're not asking me for an answer. 88 October. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. October of 88. So like, you know, 36 years ago, this show debuted. So we've seen John Goodman and Sarah Gilbert and what and 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 Becky Lars not Becky Lars Lacey Garson, yeah something like that and and Jackie play these characters now for 16 seasons in the last 36 years, which is just wild to think about. That is wild. Yeah, we have not gone back and watched any more of Fool Me Once after those first few episodes. No. Just haven't had the urge. We've been watching a lot of Cold Case. I still uh, don't watch any episode of once, so. Yeah, you're not missing out on anything. <laughs> tonight's episode, of, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted just to go on and read the synopsis of the episodes and figure out what happened. Uh, there you go. The soundtrack on Cold Case is phenomenal. Tonight's episode was basically, it was 1998 is when the murder took place. So, like, in all the flashbacks, they play all music from 98, and it's just like, nice. yep, I I just graduated high school the year before. I'm familiar with all of these songs. <laughs> or, like, the episode the other day that was all Nirvana songs for the whole episode, because mm-hmm. uh, it took place in the um, early 90s, and there's some grunge kids involved with these alleged murders and everything. So, yeah. 
I don't know. Fantastic show. We there's definitely some suspension of disbelief that like all these cold cases go unsolved for decades and like they just crack a new one every week. <clears throat> it it seems like the type of thing where if it was based on reality, they'd have a never ending supply. But well, yeah. But here's the thing, like again, this is Philadelphia. So, like, I understand maybe the crime can be high, but I have a hard time believing they have hundreds of unsolved murders. Let's see here. How yeah. many unsolved murders in Phil? Because it's literally just Philadelphia this takes place in. I think it's realistic. I mean, just if I had to just guess. I mean, it's possible, I guess. Oh, never mind. They have 2,032 unsolved open homicides in the city of Philadelphia. Wow. <laughs> they, have a, they have a whole website based on it. And even unsolved if murder count, 2,032. Even if there were 20 episodes yep. a year? That's a hundred yeah. years. Yeah. So never mind. I take it back. Cause I was about <laughs> to say like, at least with the X files or like, see, no, no criminal minds. They're traveling all around the country on these cases. You know, they're not just in one city, but I take it back. <laughs> the facts have proven me wrong. <coughs> it's a hard pill to swallow. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it can be. I, the only other shows I have to talk about are Death and Other Details and Quantum Leap. What about Ghosts? Uh, I don't have Paramount Plus. Oh, well, Ghosts is back. I know. Um, my plan is when it's all up on the, uh, the 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 streaming service, I'll buy a month and we'll watch it. Oh, okay. So you, so yeah. you don't want me to spoil all the episodes? I would hope if you don't, but you can tell me how much you loved and enjoyed it. Oh, it was fucking great. It's it's ghost and it's keeping the exact same pacing, the exact same energy. Um, (laughs) I will say this, not a spoiler, but you know how at the end of the last season, they saw the light go up into the sky and they were like, oh, my God, I think one of the ghosts got sucked off. There is resolution on that very quickly. Oh, nice. Nice. That's like all that. I'll say about it. But yes, it's not one of these things that we're going to drag out or anything like that. Um, I did remember, I did kind of forget that the wife and I, we did decide to watch uh, an episode of Oak Island. Oh, you did. Yeah. We watched the first episode of the season when it first aired and we got done and we were like, yeah, I don't know. We just, no, I just can't do it. <laughs> and so we watched episode 15 and we literally missed nothing <laughs> like in those in the 13 episodes we didn't watch between episodes one and 15. We missed not a damn thing. Like they literally recapped almost everything important that had happened throughout the season. They recapped. They let us know we were completely caught up immediately watching that episode. There was no confusion or anything. Only thing that happened is at the end is I looked at my wife and I said, you know, I don't regret our our travel to Oak Island and doing the tour. She's like, Oh no, me neither. Me neither. It was like, 
Like I absolutely, I love the fact that we went and did that and we saw those things and everything. But like, if this, if this, these last couple seasons, if this is how the show started, we definitely probably wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone. You know, they're, yeah. they're dragging 12 solid episodes out to 20 something episodes. And it's just, yeah. I don't blame the Laginas or anyone on the island. I completely believe History Channel Productions just trying to milk this for all the money they can. Probably, yeah. So, but also, how many seasons in are we? And they haven't found anything. At, at some point, you got to be like, you know what? This is this is dead. There's nothing here. <laughs> and I think they will at some point. I think if the show was not so popular and they didn't make so much money off of the show, they wouldn't be able to do all the stuff they're doing because they couldn't afford to do it. They had yeah. to have spent millions of dollars at this point digging up this island and running sonars, doing this and doing that, and all these crews that come in they have to pay, and all these like archaeologists, all these other people that are there, like yeah. Hmm. Still though, I mean, nothing has turned up. Nothing has been discovered. Nothing is there. Like well, you say nothing. They have found stuff, but they haven't found the treasure. You know what I mean? And they won't. It's gone. It has to be gone by now. I I honestly feel something was there because they have found too much evidence that you would not normally find. I I, I you would not if you found any other you know like routine island up and down the coast somewhere, you would not find what they have found on this island. Something was there. Something happened. There's too much evidence to prove that otherwise. However, whatever treasure I think was buried there was found long ago. And there's there's no real treasure in there on that property anymore. So. <sighs> That's sad. Yeah. Oh, so death and other details. My big note for this, and then we can break it down more, but my big note is I'm really hoping that this that that this um Victor Sams isn't going to be a multi season arc. I, I don't want Victor so, Sams to be like this this ominous bad guy that they spend multiple seasons trying to find. Now is this a multiple season show or is this a one and done show? <laughs> I don't think it's either. I think so far it, this is season one. I don't think it is a limited series, but I don't think that it has been renewed. And I don't know if the plan is, you know, that season two stays with the same characters or if only a few of them transfer over, if there's going to be another season, you know. My theory is, is that we're going to get a second season, but it's going to be a new story a new mystery that they're going to solve. That's Which what I, I, think. I think every, I think every season is going to be a new mystery and that, yes, that's exactly what I would prefer as well. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like the fact that we've gotten this far and we haven't even gotten a glimpse of the dude. Well, again, I don't think it's a singular person. I think it's a, a cabal of people. Mm. Like the Illuminati. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think Victor Sam's is a singular person. I think it's, mm. it's any number. It's, it's, it's a cabal of people. Yeah. And that's why they have so many different people that work for him in different capacities. Yes. yes. Yep. That's my theory on that. Um, how is it that the, the main character you're, you're all caught up. I'm assuming. Yes. We double checked tonight before we watched an episode of the cold case. And we sat down to have dinner and we yep. are all caught up. The most recent episode was Imogene, uh, seeing things through Rufus. We find out he's a fraud. Yeah. So a couple of things that I'll say there. One, how is it that in the first season we've managed to repeat the same trope of the main character, which I'm going to call Imogen the main character, um, the, main character the main character sleeps with a guy and then immediately discovers that he's the bad guy and then immediately discovers he's not really a bad guy. He just happened to be put into a bad situation. Dude, that happened twice. Yeah. It, it's that doofenshmirtz yeah. thing. You know, if I had a nickel for every time that that happened, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> but it's 100% true. Yeah. Like, you're right. I mean, twice. no, you're, you're right. Yes. It happened twice in like in a couple, like not even like in a couple seasons. It happened twice in like within a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if that's just lazy storytelling or if, and she turns on them immediately. Like she's like, no, yeah. you're a bad person. Um, and here's, here's my other complaint about the show. Um, Imogen and the guy that owns the boat. What's his name? I don't remember, but he's Raul Coley. That's his real name. SUNY, right? SUNY, SUNY Bedar, whatever. Yeah. Imogen and SUNY were off the boat for three episodes. I know. Of 10 episodes. Like uh-huh. in the middle of a murder investigation. And nobody noticed. They, nobody was like, where's right. the owner of the boat and the primary woman? Right. right. And then they discover that, like, he's the suspect. And then they come back on the boat. And Rufus just like, oh, there you are. We do you know <laughs> there you are. They were gone for overnight they were gone for hours yeah yeah i this last episode was such a stretch because we've never established that imogen has anything like a photographic memory or even a really good memory um and yet rufus is like i know her she's special she's got this stuff locked away inside and the stuff that she was pulling out and recreating in these scenes was fucking next level like, yes. like she saw everything happen, knew all the key players, knew these people, you know, that looked the exact same, even though it was 20 years ago. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Their hair color had changed a little bit. Um, yeah. But she knows all of these people. It, it just it seemed like such a stretch. They're turning her into this, you know. Is this supposed to be like she becomes the detective, the world's greatest detective, because he's actually a fraud? Um, yes. I, I I don't like it. It's nothing against her, but we've never established any of this. You know, there's never been any talk about how she aced her her classes in school because she can remember things so well or that she always picks up on details. Like her mom in the one flashback is like, you see things that other people don't. 
that's not enough. Like, give us more of this. I want to see like some Sherlock level stuff where they like freeze time and she's like picking out details or give me uh, Sean from psych. Give me that kind of stuff with the little twinkles where, you know, she sees this and it shines and she sees this and it shines. Um, it, it just, it felt very unearned. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, other than Rufus telling us that she's gifted and this and this and this and this, like, we have no reason to believe she is. We have had nothing. To, we've seen nothing of what she's done other than she follows the same trope of someone wasting their brilliance by being, um, you know, a, a lazy mediocre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then we find out that Rufus is a fraud. So all his credibility is gone. Yep. Why do we believe she's brilliant now? Because the guy right. who's telling us that she's brilliant genius detective has admitted that he is a fraud. Not just a fraud, but a lucky drunk fraud who almost sold yes. the item that, you know, made him famous when he won it off a guy in a poker game. Yeah. And it's just, he just happens to be lucky. And then he has a level of intelligence and he can speak well and, and it's like he's managed over the years from 20 years ago to now to kind of like develop a skill set just based out of, you know, repetition and his yeah. and his assistant that he had that was really doing most of the legwork, but mm -hmm. was capitalizing on Rufus's name value. <laughs> it, it, um, basically, it's it's the deputy in Big Black and President Alien. Uh, precisely. Thank you. That's great. But yeah, so the guy that's been saying how wonderful she is and brilliant and this and that. Well, he has no credibility to rate that. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> but yet here we are. Um, I, I'm. I do. I'm. You know, we got three episodes left. We got one tomorrow night, two next week. That wraps up the series. Uh, I am anxious to see how it ends. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing the final two episodes together. Yeah. Just so that we can not have it dragged out. Yeah. But yeah, I'm interested to see how it ends too, and whether or not. They and I am open. in. Yeah, and I am enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but there's there's so much going on with like the the Colliers, um, their their company, and the woman that you know the Chinese family that that wants to not just like do a merger but have controlling interest. We find out the reasoning there is because the Colliers were being not great people, and and somehow this woman was wronged, and and. Imogene's mother's a whistleblower and this was the witness and on and on and on. And so there's a lot of the, things uh, tying everything together. Yeah. The one who was the DA at the time and is now a Senator wouldn't take the case yeah. because the colliers got to her first. Right. But she's dead now. So it doesn't matter because again, there's all these agents of the, the Victor Sam's cabal that are doing what they're told with their yep. poisonings and, murders and everything else or being paid money and turning a blind eye and stuff like that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I don't hate the show, but Nope. I really felt that it was very unearned and I don't like, like you said, he has no credibility. So why are we taking his right. word that she's awesome? Like, yeah, precisely. 
So you had a lot of Quantum Leap to catch up on. Oh, yeah. I watched a lot of Quantum Leap. We're good. We're all good. So you well, finished season two. Up. All done season two. Yeah. Got all pissed off at episode 12 thinking that was the last episode and <laughs> when that ended. And then Peacock going like, we're going to start the next one. I was like, oh. Okay, well, that's better at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we got a lot more interactions with, um, I can't even think of her name now. I want to say Helen, but it wasn't. Um, his his female friend. Yeah, I know. I am, I am, I am, I am brain cramping like crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> She and him had another. So we talked last time that we had talked about this was the Cairo mission. Um, now we got another one where he didn't even realize that she was going to be there because he was a bounty hunter and was taking this guy in. And the guy's like, let's go see my brother. He lives near here. And it turns out that his brother was married to her and they had a kid together. And the kid's brilliant. Hannah. and She's brilliant. Hannah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, then he discovers that her husband, like just as he's about to leap out, he discovers that her husband is going to have a heart condition or he has a heart condition. He's going to have an aneurysm. And so when he leaps into the next one, which is further back in time, which it was an okay episode, but it was kind of throwaway. The three sisters going for dad's treasure. Oh yeah. And we did talk about that one last week. The, yes. The family treasure episode. Yeah, it was it, okay. It was, it was okay. It was it's it's weird because the Hannah storyline is becoming the overarching storyline since she's been introduced. Yeah, in the background of every episode, you know that and the the chip that yep. uh, Ian know, got, uh, Ian got, and you know from the from the bad guy. Yep, which you know we, we who is really always a bad guy, guy in yet. everything that he plays. He, he really actor. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have this thing how they have in the sisters episode, which is in 1953, how one of the sisters, Dean, Dina, but call me Dean, uh, comes out as non-binary, but they don't, but Ben does use that terminology because Ben's from 2024. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it was just, I don't know. It was an okay episode. All in all. Yeah. It, because as you were saying, you know, the uh, Hannah thread was only touched upon here. Like he writes a letter yeah. to Hannah saying your husband's got this, he's got a condition, have them scan his heart for this. Right. And then, um, tells one of the sisters, please send this off, you know, before or after such and such a date and time, you know, when they'll be living in that house and basically trying to save the guy's life. And then he finds out later on from Addison. She's like, yeah, but then he dies in a car accident, which will come into play later. Um, because you know, it's all the butterfly effect kind of thing where <coughs> he sent that letter. They were able to fix his heart thing, but then later on the guy finds the letter and he's like, why does this guy know about my heart thing? And why does it say all oh, my love Ben and, uh, and storms off into the rain and gets in a car accident and dies. And Hannah's not mad at Ben because that letter is what gave them the uh, another like eight months or nine months with him or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the the 
I do like the way that they interwove Hannah's whole story because essentially it was setting up a villain arc for the guy who yes. created that chip um, in that it was her son. You know, he found out that Ben was a time traveler who had kind of hooked up with his mom and had been doing all this stuff, you know, with her throughout the years. Uh, and his dad is dead because of Ben. So he blames Ben. My dad's dead because yeah. of you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to do everything in my power. And like, I really liked the way that they interwove it. But the fact that they waited until the last two episodes to finally have him make his move and move in on Quantum Leap and basically bring down the force of the government, kick everybody out, like take over the entire project, get into the imaging chamber, tell Ben, you're fucked. I'm I'm taking over. I'm going to make sure that you never get found. Um, because Hannah had come up with the uh, a code. She had come up with a, a formula. Yeah, she had been the yeah. one that came up with this formula they were trying to decode that was classified for years to get Ben back. Yes. Yeah, it's a swap code that would allow him to come home if somebody else took his place in the leap. Like they would basically swap out one for one. And so this guy, well, her son, who was originally Jeffrey, and now he's Gideon Ridge, um, is like, yeah, and now I'm going to take over, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to set up the world for me. Uh, you know, he was doing a biff from Back to the Future too. He, here's my tremendous problem with this issue. Okay? Yes. So <sighs> Gideon Ridge... Jeffrey takes over the quantum leap thing. Like he like, Oh, the Pentagon like basically that. do what I say like that. Yeah. So he has soldiers that are with him that go in and essentially they're like, they throw them out. And then later on when she sneaks back in to shut down the imaging chamber and this and that and everything, he just orders her execution. <clears throat> yep. And the soldiers comply. Yep. Like they legit just, murdered an unarmed one woman mm -hmm. in the in this in this government facility who yeah like on the orders of a civilian who That's happens the to be a billionaire yes that was my that i i had tremendous issue with this civilian ordering these united states military soldiers around now if this was an evil bad guy with his evil militia henchmen that he paid money to, to do shit. Mm -hmm. And they were, you know, that's different. Or if he was you know, a general, those are mercenaries you know, in the military. Yeah. Or, or if he was in the military, that, that he's a, he's just, he's a billionaire who literally just ordered United States soldiers to murder a U.S. citizen. Yep. Yeah. And even if you throw in the fact that she's a, an ex felon, even if you throw in the fact that she had broken into and was trespassing on a classified black site, it still doesn't justify the fact that she was unarmed. They had her dead to rights with their rifles drawn and she was making no attempt to attack them. Like, yeah, no, I completely agree. There's no reason that that should have escalated to that point. Yeah, it was just, it was real bad. Yeah. Um, it was a good, like, I liked that they brought in, um, God, what's, uh, 
Al's wife and daughter, uh, and that they finally um, spoke about the fact that they knew that there was an alternate timeline. Well, so that was what was really cool. And so, all right, Ben's going to go, Ben's a race car driver and he's supposed to be there to save his race car driver, dad, but also Jeffrey happens to live nearby. So he's going to go convince Jeffrey and change his mind. Well, first, first he's, he's going to go, go there and destroy, destroy the, the computer. computer. Yeah. And then he named it after his dad. Yep. And then he just talks to him and he explains uh-huh. what's going on. And then he, he takes him back. to the racetrack. Yeah. To show them the difference that they're making and the good that they're make they're doing and everything. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey has a change of heart. Yep. And it's funny because when they decide to try to do this, it's like, what are the complications of the, you know, the, the butterfly effect and changing memory and this and that. And that's finally when Janice and, and you know Al's wife and daughter speak up and say, "This happened before, Sam." Because that would, and I, you know, we forget it. I'm getting a little chills thinking about this. Wow, Sam's final leap that we see is him leaping in and telling her to wait for Al that he's alive, that he's out there, and yep. wait for him. And then he leapt away, and it shows that she waited, and him and her and Al got married and had kids, and Al and Sam never returned home. So we have her telling them, Al's wife, I can't give her name. Doesn't matter. Janice? Telling them, I thought that was his daughter's name. Hannah was his daughter. No, Hannah is the girl that Ben's in love with. That he's. The, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So Janice is his wife, his daughter. Anyways, okay. that Janice wouldn't be there if Sam hadn't told her to wait for Al and changed history. And so they, and so it's kind of cool that they acknowledge that, and then like, oh, fuck it, we're gonna do it again. Then, what if yep. we get blipped out of existence? We all need to accept that that could that could happen to us. This yep. is more important. Um, and I love how it was like butterfly effect achieved, like yes. on the Ziggy's computer, you know. Yep. Um, and, then and I like nobody else remembered it. Addison was in the imaging chamber, so she remembered it. And Ben was obviously leaped, so he remembered it. And I like how Hannah says to Ben, do I look old to you? Because it's only been almost 30 years since he first saw her, and she doesn't right. look any older at all. No. no. Um, and he's like, no, you're beautiful, which she is. But basically, mm-hmm. I hated how, like, uh, I kind of wanted, like, us to see older Hannah somehow, or, or I don't know. I just, I really liked her character a ton. I know I did too. Um, yeah. I was and instead we get, yeah. Instead we get Addison breaking off her engagement with her boyfriend and we get Ben, uh, I don't know, deciding to try to make a go of it. Like he wants to get home now. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they have the formula. And they decide Addison decides that she was supposed to be the original leaper anyway, so she's gonna replace Ben. So this Which I like is supposed that. to yeah, because again, she had done all the training, she was supposed to be in there. Like this wasn't just like a I'll go rescue my boyfriend. It like no. this was legitimately the this correct was her role. answer. Yep. Yes. This was her role. This is what she was supposed that's what she was chosen to do. So she's gonna like go do it. Like Ben's done a great job. Doing it Ben's way. Um, So when Addison leapt and we see her back in time and then she looks over and sees Ben and they realize that they're both there and they can see each other's true appearances, right? Were you waiting for them to cut back to the imaging chamber door to open and Sam to walk out? 
No, no, that would have been was. really cool. Uh, I was waiting for them to pass through each other or to find out that like this was an alternate version of Ben or something, but they both recognized each other. They were both. So you can't say yeah. it was like, Oh, this is a younger version of Ben. Nope. Right. They both knew each other. Oh, they were both there. And then they pre- touched a each ben other. that left earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What if this is Ben leaping in the timeline earlier on? Right. Right. It's not though. They touched each other. Yes. Yep. So they were, they were solidly touching each other, although they might both be in left, different left bodies, but they can see each other for who right. they are. Uh, yeah. Great setup for season three. If we do get one, I'm still not sure if we yeah. will or not. I, I was still waiting for that imaging chamber to open and, you know, <laughs> Sam Beckett Sam to, to come walk, out. stumble out. Yeah. Stumble out, look around and say, Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> and then they cut to credits. That is exactly with, what with I was created picturing. by Donald P. Belisario. <laughs> but that's, oh, that's exactly okay. what I was. Yeah. Speaking of how cool was it when Janice handed over the family heirloom? Yes. Oh, yeah. The old, and, and at one point Addison like hits it on the it side. Has to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the best. That was awesome. The only other complaint that I had and, it's minor, but I still, I have to say it because it deserves to be said. There was some heavy stuff that went on in the last couple episodes and ultimately there were no consequences. Like magic was fired. He threw himself on the sword because somebody had to be held accountable for what had happened here. They basically broke federal law and they wanted him to get rid of Jen because Ian needed to be there and he was going to get rid of Jen. And then he's like, Nope, I will put my head on the platter. You know, I will take the fall for this. I will take the hit. And I was like, wow. Okay. So Ernie Hudson's stepping off the show. That's fine. Cool. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Maybe he'll still advise from outside. Uh, and then when Jen was killed, I was like, wow, real stakes. Like, uh, again, I agree with you. There's no reason that soldiers would have shot her on the word of yeah. a civilian. But I was like, wow. Holy shit, we lost somebody. We've lost two people now. But then they butterfly affect it, and everybody's back and fine and happy, and there were no consequences. It's not that it's a bad thing. I mean, a happy ending is a good thing. But at the same time, yeah. it almost felt like they were right there. They could have had there be some kind of consequences. You know, maybe the butterfly effect made it so that um, magic never came back to the program, or, you know, Jen yeah. was still in jail or something. I, I don't know. But it just, felt a little too clean at the end for me, which kind of bothered me. Not terribly, but I get what you're kinda. saying on that. Yeah. No, I, I, get, I get what you're saying on that. That makes sense to me. Otherwise. I, I really enjoyed it thoroughly, though, and I'm, I'm very happy about the whole thing. Yes. Yes. It's a great show. I really would love to see a third season. If we don't get one, I'll be sad. But, um, you know, it, it's the third season premise is great. What what they've got set up right now. And that's the thing too. We said the same thing about the second season because the whole first season ending on uh, the potential of the future and, and, you know, Ben not quite making it back, the evil leaper, et cetera. We're like, yeah, second season could be good. We never saw the Hannah stuff yep. coming. We never saw this thread interwoven. Back no, then, so. no. And I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Hannah stuff, quite frankly. Yeah. A huge fan. I'm kind of sad to see that she's going to be done with the show, but she's, she's done with the show. I, uh, 
I would love to see, like, I could see them doing a thing where either Ben and Addison both leap together or they're in two different areas and they've got to have people like going back and forth. Like Ziggy's overloaded because now he's got a leaper in this time period and a leaper in this time period. Sometimes they cross, sometimes they don't. I think they'll be tied together because that was a big speech that Hannah made about people being tied together and da 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 da. You know what I mean? Yep. And and Ziggy, like the leaping has never been but now they're gonna be leaping into two bodies at once every time. That's almost overkill. You know, and of course yeah. we'll probably get the they're gonna leap into a black person and a white person in like Jim Crow South in the nineteen sixties, mm. and that's gonna lead to something. Yeah. I think that was almost the, the, the exciting part, though, of Quantum Leap, uh, the original run in these two seasons, is that that person is back there alone, and the hologram is 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 um, unable to help them. They're helpless to help them, if you will. So they are on their own, except for any, you know, and 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 now if it's the two of them working together the whole time, it's going to be easier for them to figure out whatever's going on. Yes, but now you've got two people that you've got to keep track of and what happens if like each one of them has a different mission, you know? Yeah. One of them is here. And they're to stop constantly going to be put in. Yeah. They're yeah. constantly going to be put in peril. Yep. We'll see what happens. Could, I'm not going to be a be Debbie Downer about it. No, no, no. Watch any movies? Uh, three movies. Well, technically two movies, but uh, I wrote down, one that I know you watched. Okay. So that I, would I got a half to... dozen under my belt. A half dozen. Okay. Yeah. And I already talked about one. Uh, so I'll tell you another one I watched. Kate and I watched Strangers on a Train, one of our classic rewatch weekends. Okay. Yep. Uh, the old Alfred Hitchcock flick. Um, you know, of all we've watched recently, it's it's I'd say it's not the one we enjoyed the most, but it was fun. It was good. Okay. I can see why it's a classic. Uh, does make me want to watch the old uh, the old other classic Throw Mama from the Train, <laughs> uh, uh, which is the same synopsis. Yeah, I feel like uh, Strangers on a Train may not have been the best movie in general, but the story and the premise have spawned. Yes, yes absolutely. Stuff. Yes, yeah, a lot of spinoffs. Uh, Kane and I watched, uh, the iron claw. He hadn't seen it yet. I got my hands on a digital copy. Uh, we sat down and watched it. I, I, you know, again, I get the people that, uh, I'm, I'm a diehard wrestling fanatic, obviously. Really? Um, oh yeah. Maybe if you didn't know that about me, everybody, I am obsessed with professional hmm. wrestling. Anyhow, um, I'm not joshing. I mean it. Anyhow, uh, you know, there is a whole. Like, I, I get people that are like, it doesn't stay true to the real Von Erich story. You're right. It's a movie based on actual events. And but that does not mean verbatim. Because it's a movie. It's Hollywood. There's so many <laughs> things out there like the movie Haven, the TV show Haven that ran like five or six seasons was based on the Colorado kid. By Stephen King. And if you read the book, 
They have literally nothing to do with one another except for a dead person they called the Colorado kid. Like when I read the book, I was like, this has nothing to do with Haven. Like this, the, the premise <laughs> of this book and the premise of this TV show could not be further apart from each other. You know? Yep. Um, but anyhow, still love the flick. Absolutely love it. Well, what's nice. the movie you watched? So we had a date night and we went to the theater and we had a few different Ooh. options to, to go to see something. Um, one of the thoughts that we had was Madam Web, but that got shot down very quickly because it's like, as you sent me that video and I've seen countless more, um, yep. it is really apparently terrible. And this is not just like fanboys out there. I've seen some very credible sources that I follow that are not toxic people at all that are like, I need to say this is the worst movie. Like several of the clips that you had in that one video were from people that I yep. trust. And it is yep. that bad, apparently. So we we kiboshed wow, that one. That's too bad. The second one that we were considering was Lisa Frankenstein. Um, we did not do that. And unfortunately, it's no longer in theaters. So we got to wait for that to come out on home video. Yeah. That sucks because I really kind of wanted to see that. I thought we'd have another week to see it, but it just vanished. So what we did end up going to see was Argyle. So real quick. Did you go to the not the seven o'clock screening of something? Because apparently they don't show any movies later than seven o'clock anymore. Because I looked over this weekend yeah. and like there was nothing showing past seven twenty p.m. Yeah. At, at Regal and Augusta. In fact, we did. Yeah, that's the latest screening now. Yeah, at least right this time of year. That's interesting, and it could be this time of year. It could also be the staffing levels. I don't know. Um, <sighs> How much more staff do you need to show uh, one later movie? I don't know. You know, two people. So, so what we did was we did that on Valentine's day, but we knew that like restaurants were going to be very busy on Valentine's day because it's fucking Valentine's day. So we went out to eat the night before on the 13th when it wasn't that busy. And then on the 14th, when everybody else was out eating dinner, we went to the movies. Um, yeah. Watched Argyle. This is the one Bryce Dallas Howard and Henry Cavill and John Cena, uh, Dua yeah. Lipa, um, Sam Rockwell. It's uh, oh God, there were some other ones in there too. Uh, but anyway, this is a Matthew Vaughn movie. You know, Kingsman, Kickass, many many good uh, the X Men First Class and End of Days amazing stuff that this guy's done. So the story behind this is that, or what you see in the trailers, etc. Bryce Dallas Howard is an author. She's written four books about this spy named Argyle. They are over the top, ridiculous, uh, James Bond on steroids kind of things. You know, they're just absolutely ridiculous, but people are eating them up. They love them. And uh, now she gets, sucked into the world of espionage because uh, she's told very early on your things are coming true. Like some of the stuff that you've written about has come true. It's like, you're a prophet. Um, it was fun. There were many times that we both laughed and enjoyed what we were watching and said, Oh, this is great. And then there were times when it was, fucking ridiculous and i'm not talking like good fun matthew vaughn fucking ridiculous i'm talking like 
what the fuck was the mindset here? Like who approved this? Why is this a thing? Um, overall, I would recommend it to watch once. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and watch it again. I, I don't need to, okay. but it's not because I hated it. I would definitely recommend yep. watching it. Matthew Vaughn does great work. Um, this was probably his weakest one so far, but um, yeah, uh, I, I definitely pulled a uh, village with Julia and oh. yeah, about a quarter of the way in the movie. I just went, Hey, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, uh, really? And I was like, yeah. And then she, later on, she looked at me and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, yeah, sorry. It happens. Well, it was like the opening credits of village were sitting literally the opening credits and you leaned over and went, man, what if that movie took place in today? And I'm <laughs> sitting there. I go, fuck, I think you're right. It has to <laughs> opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the big reveal came, it was just like, yep, yep, yep. Knew it. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Um, but it's, again, I, want, I would recommend watching it and that's about it. I'm not going to give it a hard sell. I'm yeah. not going to say you need to, you need to own this one, but check it out. So I watched a low budget Australian flick called, uh, monolith, which I think I sent you the trailer for it in the last couple of weeks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it, I, I acquired a copy and, um, the movie stars uh, Lily Sullivan, who was in Evil Dead Rise. She plays like the lead character aunt who uh, is not the mom. Um, and and she is a they describe it as a sci fi horror thriller film. I really wouldn't call it horror. And it stars Lily Sullivan. She's the only on screen actor in the film. And she's a journalist, a podcaster uncovering some sort of mystery where she's interviewing people. And the whole movie is shot in the home that she's in, and it's it's told in like um, there's like video like uh, home videos that get shown occasionally, but mostly it's telephone call interviews that she's doing to record this podcast about these right. mysterious black bricks and how they started appearing and how you know things she's from her life and other people's lives and how things kind of intertwined and everything. Um, it's a one-time watch for me, but I right. did enjoy it. It's just not something I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to watch this again. Mm. Um, like what I just but said. I, right. But I did enjoy it. And like, I, I think you should watch it if the opportunity arises because it is, it is an interesting story, interesting concept. The, the, the fact that we have this one actor that you see on TV on the screen for the majority of the film, and she's acting against voices and, the eeriness that they kind of do and just kind of like the uniqueness of the whole thing. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, like I said, I, I enjoyed it quite thoroughly. It's just not a movie. It's not a, Oh, I, I got to watch this movie over and over again type of thing. Gotcha. Or okay. even, it, or even an annual watch. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's another movie you watched? Um, so we watched the new one on Netflix called players that has, um, uh, Gina Rodriguez and, uh, coach Damon Wayans jr. Okay. Basically it's a girl and her three guy friends and they all run. Oh, plays on yes, 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 yes. So 
this yeah. one was another one. First off, I can't believe how long it was. Like about halfway through, we both thought we were done and it was still going. I don't know how long it is. It just felt like it went on. It just forever. says it's 105 minutes. That's not good. It still felt like it, it went on forever. It, you know, it's, it's yeah, an hour 45. Um, so. Ooh, 48% Rotten Tomatoes. That's not good. Yeah. It was not bad, but it was definitely not great. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to hard recommend this to anybody. Again, there were some parts in this that were funny. There were some genuine laughs to be had. Uh, it got to where I thought it was going to go, but it went yeah. a completely different route than I expected. Like you, you watch a trailer for this and you're like, Oh, this is going to happen. You know, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. So it got to the right destination, but it rerouted on the map. You know, instead of taking the straight route, it picked the scenic route and, Mm -hmm. and did some things that I was like, Oh, I didn't expect that to happen. So yeah, not, not giving it a hard sell. Uh, I watched, I, I watched bottoms. I was going to wait for you to watch that to let Prime. me know. Yeah. Yeah. So let me start out with Amazon prime. Now has commercials. Uh, there was no commercials during this movie. I got commercials before the movie started and I got those commercials after the movie was over. I didn't watch the post ones. So it wasn't, there was no commercials through the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, That's it how says it was two um, Mr. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, the the synopsis is two unpopular queer high school students start a fight club to have sex before graduation. So you watch the trailer, and in the trailer it looks absurd, but like this is possible absurd. Like there's a level of like you you can there's a level of disbelief that you can put into the story and still be like, okay, this is possible. It kind of makes sense or whatever when you watch the trailer, but then you watch the movie and you realize, Oh no, it's absurdly absurd. Um, these characters are way too over the top. This, there's no possibility. This, this would ever happen. Um, especially like one apparently school authorized beatdown of someone by another person at an assembly to prove a point about girls fighting. Like it was, yeah, I didn't completely dislike the movie, but I can't, I can't give it a hard sell unless you, Mm. you know, but like to each their own. Okay. Um, it's nothing like Fight Club, which had a good story and there was some absurdity to it, but you could believe a bunch of guys standing around beating the shit out of each other and basements and parking garages, you know, betting on each other. That actually makes sense. Um, somebody, but you know, by the end of Fight Club, when they're bombing credit card buildings to erase everybody's debt, well, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> but it's a bit more believable than the end of this movie. Um. Yeah, it was just it was just okay. Uh, try it out for yourself, I guess. Yeah, I I might put it low on my uh, on my list, yeah. but I mean, I can completely see 
how some people would watch it and be like, this is phenomenal. Like, what what was the trailer? The trailer for the Bill Skarsgård flick of uh, the the boy that killed the world. Oh, boy kills world. Boy kills world. Like, that looks so ridiculously far-fetched, over-the-top absurd, but in a way that I'm going to watch it and enjoy the hell out of it, and it's going to be a fantastic flick. It's it's like a Guns Akimbo. I was just going to say Guns Akimbo. Yeah. Like guns akimbo, like that, like that is completely absurd, and you can't even suspend disbelief because disbelief's out the window. But it's a mm-hmm. great flick, and I've watched it more than once. You know, yep. This is not on those levels. Gotcha. Okay. So, and then the other movie I watched was The Beekeeper. Hmm. How was that? Because it looked fun. It looked like a Jason um, Statham fun movie. It's a Jason Stratham as Jason being the most Jason Stratham he can be uh, with a, with with a lot of John Wick tied in there. Okay. You know what I mean? He's the unstoppable. Jason Statham, yeah. Y- yes, but he but but they've created this world of the beekeepers, which is like this um, subgroup, not of the CIA, but like they're familiar with them of people who basically they're, you know, they're, they are called upon to do what no one else can do type of thing. And so they're like a clandestine uh, secret operative group, if you will. Um, do they have like pollinators and a queen and drones and no, but they definitely tied a lot of, of B terminology into the movie to describe actions and this and that, but he's, he looks like he's got stung. Yeah. He, he's retired. Does and as you honey? see in the trick, he does have hives and he makes honey and he's retired. But as you see, like this old, old uh, Claire Huxable, Felicia Richard, she. Uh, someone someone scams her like she falls for, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a malware scam and they they fleece her of her money. And so that, you know, that's all it takes for straight of them to get his revenge. And go hunt these people down, and like who is she to him? Just his neighbor, or the only person that's ever showed that they care about him? Okay, yeah, yep. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, so he goes and like takes out one layer, but that's not good enough. He needs to go all the way up to the top to take out the top layer of this ladder, you know, the top rung of this ladder to prove a point. No matter what. And, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, there's it's there's some huge ridiculousness in it, um, but there's all kinds of violence and killing and fighting and you know him overcoming uh, just astronomical odds, John Wick style, but even old boy style. Remember old boy when he mm-hmm. like goes and fights like fifty people at once. Yep. Like through multiple levels of this, like it's that. You know, it's it's that extent of like just this long long scene of fighting in all these different like areas and whatnot that gotcha. they try to set up to ambush him and he succeeds thoroughly yeah nice I liked it I will watch it again sounds like a, a typical popcorn action movie uh, precisely if you're looking for something like that yeah hell yeah and and again it is 
the most Jason Stratham of Jason Stratham movies. <sighs> yep. It still to this day baffles me. Here it is, 2024. You and I have been friends for this many years, and it baffles me why you always add an R to his name. What do you mean? His name is Jason Statham. You always Stratham, add an yeah. R in there. Yeah, you always say Stratham. It just it it it's Statham. Me. I know. I'm just, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay. Like uh, Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's. <laughs> yep. Now just I know like for a fact I really like the something. only movie. I will say wicked freaking good. WFG. What was the other movie I watched? Across the Spider-Verse. You finally finished it. Yes, I finished Across the Spider-Verse, yes. Because remember, um, last time we talked, you said that you had like an I hour had, left to go in it. Yes, and I actually finished it that night when we finished recording. Yes. Um, What a great friggin' movie. Like, sincerely. Dude. Like, I, I am not a cartoon fan anymore. Like, I am... I am I, I've I watch old animation from when I was a kid. I'll watch that, but really, like, I'm just not. I'm not. I don't know. Whatever. It's not my bag anymore. But these two flicks, this flick is so freaking good. It's ridiculous. It's like the first one was so good, and I remember watching it multiple times and saying it was so yeah. good. How much I loved it. It was amazing. Um, this one, honestly upped it it didn't blow it away and make the first one terrible it just really upped it there was so much to love about this like i said i've watched it four times now and it never stops being good i had uh left you a note in the chat when you finished it and yes talked about how a few a few episodes ago you were saying that you were hesitant to watch it and blah blah blah. and one of the things was well it doesn't tie into the into the live action universes there's no tie-in and i bit my tongue i didn't even want to say yes it does because it would have been a spoiler but there, like we get to see donald glover as prowler sitting in one of the cages and he actually talks to it we see andrew garfield as spider-man yeah we see toby Maguire as spider-man like yeah, we saw when they talk some... about the because they talk about the sacrifice, not the sacrifice, but as much as the driving force which propels that Spider-Man, which is mm-hmm. in our universe, it's Peter Parker, it's Uncle Ben being killed when Peter doesn't help stop the bad guy and he ends up killing Uncle Ben. Yep. The and, canon and that's event. The, catalyst. the canon event. Thank you. And yeah, they even so mentioned, we get to uh, see. All these canon events. Yeah. When uh, when Miguel first shows up on the scene and he's helping get the uh, the vulture from, you know, the Renaissance era, which was fucking amazing. I yeah. love all the banter that went in there. He uh, when he's talking about the multiverse, like as they're fighting him, he makes mention of don't even get me started on Doctor Strange, and that little dweeb from 1999 or uh, 19 yeah. meaning multiverse of madness and you know uh no way home which we didn't get to see them but it was a reference to that i loved that um i really love the fact that like going into this movie everyone was like why isn't nicholas cage gonna be back why isn't spider ham gonna be back well then we find out at the end why they weren't back because they're the rogues they're the outcasts that 
you know, yeah. can't be trusted to be part of this secret society. God, it was just like, it's two and a half hours long. Every time I watch it, I just can't get enough of it. It's so friggin' good. Um, the twist there, which I should have seen, like I should have been putting it together. The, the fucking, even in the first movie, the spider had the number 42 on it. It had the 42 yeah. on its abdomen. And yet we're in earth 1610. They say it right in the beginning of this one, earth 1610. That twist right there, the fact that Miguel basically tells him, and again, spoilers, everybody, but you know, if you're this far, yeah. you know, Miguel tells him you are the anomaly. You were never supposed to exist. This universe would still have its Peter Parker if you hadn't gotten bitten by some other universes spider. And that other universe doesn't have a Spider-Man now. And as we see, that Miles is now Prowler in that universe. Yes. Yep. Which also explains why Miles is the only Spider-Man to have things like invisibility and the Venom sting. You know, he's an anomaly because of that. Because he never was supposed to get bitten in this universe. So, of course, his powers would be different. <sighs> well, it's like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man has actual webs that shoot out of his arm. Whereas Andrew Garfield and, uh, oh, what's the other guy? Tom Holland. Tom Holland, they have <clears throat> the web shooters that we're familiar with in the comics. Yep. Like, you know, there's the subtle difference there, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love the movie. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was brilliantly done. The story they tell is amazing. I really, the cliffhanger ending after two and a half hours is just like, I cannot wait to watch the other and now we're looking at I'll like probably go see it in theaters. Yeah, I know. That's annoying. Yeah, I will definitely be seeing this one in theaters. Holy fuck. Did you see, did you see the thing that Nick Cage is going to play his black, his noir Spider-Man in a live action series? Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was pretty genius, quite frankly. I loved Mayday Parker. I, I loved how much we got of her, but she wasn't over. Yes. Like she wasn't killing the whole vibe of everything. Uh, one of my favorite insults now was right towards the end when Miguel's like trying to clean up the mess. And he looks over at Peter Parker and he's like, you I've had the right amount of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Andy Samberg as Ben Riley with his, you know, now I'm brooding over here against the wall. I'm staring yeah. at my muscular figure. God, there's just, it was, it's one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen in all honesty. Like I love Thor Ragnarok and, and I love yeah. the original guardians. There's, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Season two of Loki is fucking top tier. However, these two movies, and I know the third one's going to be the same way. will probably go down for me as the best spy, uh, superhero movies ever done. Like I can't get enough of them. The animation style is so interesting and all the little nuances. Like I sent you that clip where, in the first movie, they were even foreshadowing it. You know, when his spider sense goes off the first time, he's got the green and purple background yes. and then yes. it switches to blue and red. Um, it, there's stuff like that. They were talking about how, like in the first, what was it in the first movie? A lot of his, um, miles's animation was kind of blurry and kind of out of sync, which we noticed, yeah. um, because 
he's out of sync. Like he's got spider powers from the wrong universe. Yes. Yep. It makes sense. God. Yeah. I'm so glad you finally seen it. Cause all this time I've been like, I need to be able to talk about this. Greatest. I liked seeing movie. this version of oh. 2099 of Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. Like, um, you know, they kind of partly made him the bad guy, but he's not really the bad guy because like, he's just, he tried to alter the canon and he saw mm-hmm. how it doesn't work. And so you have to stick to it. And there's just these, it's like the, um, what do they call it in Dr. Who? The time points that are on, that are unchanged. Oh, fixed. They're fixed points. The fixed, fixed points. Yep. The canon is fixed points. Yep. So, um, yeah. And I'm interested too, because we didn't get to see any of his universe but that was the whole thing about 2099 was that they had all that genetic experimentation that made the human animal hybrids. You know, you had yeah. the the half human, half animal creatures running around. So like the vulture was really part vulture. Um, and we kind of got a little hint of that in the beginning when he took off his mask and you got the silhouette. And Gwen even said he's kind of like a vampire spider guy thing. I'm hoping that they touch more on that in the next one. I'm hoping that they, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see more of his universe, more of his story. Yeah. I bet you we will. We will. Yeah. I feel confident. We will. I bet we get oh. Madam Web <laughs> the real Madam Web. I will watch Madam Web at some point when I will it's like too. on home video somewhere. Like yep. we get in uh, Aquaman's this week. I'll watch that. I don't know that I'm gonna, but at I know at what some you point. Mean. I don't not say I'm gonna watch it this week. I'm just saying I'm gonna watch it at some point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um news trailers. Yeah, what do we got here? We starting out with uh American born Chinese star cast in the new Karate Kid movie. Apparently, he will be the new Karate Kid. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Damsel. Pass. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm into that one. That looks great. Basically, um, girls get sacrificed every year to a dragon, or every so often no, to a this, dragon. This, this looks really <clears throat> good. We got Millie Bobby Brown, Angela Bassett, Robin White, Ray Winestone. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree with your comment. You know, Ryan Gosling has Sylvester Stallone's approval to be the next Rambo. Why do we need a new Rambo? We don't. I don't think we need a new Rambo. I mean, they no. the last Rambo movie finished out his story, and that's enough for me. Yeah, we don't need another one, and we really don't need a remake. Like, don't don't start the yeah, story no. over with a new actor. Just let it be what it was. Yeah. Disney loses 1.3 million subscribers. That's a lot of money they lost right there. That is a lot of money. Like. That kind of shook me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did you think of yeah, Sasquatch Sunset? I don't. I, I, I don't. I have no idea what this is about. Like, I mean, like, it's just it. Yeah. It's basically a family yeah. of Sasquatches living in the wild, and none of them speak yes. English, and it's almost like a nature documentary kind of thing, and yep. it looks weird as fuck. It does. It said the film follows a family of Sasquatch over a period of one year. 
with Jesse Einberg and and yeah, it's just it looks twisted. It looks very interesting and very confusing. Yep, I can see both of those things all at the same time. So yeah. I'll watch it. Uh, the Piper. Okay, it's a Pied Piper story. Yep. I mean, with a girl. Yep. Compelled to play this music that was never completed. Yep. Yep. Uh, probably the biggest fantastic news of the week. Forecast. Yeah, the fantastic forecast. That? That's fucking amazing. I, we already knew Pedro Pascal. We'd heard a lot of rumors that uh, the guy from the Bear was going to be Ben Grimm. Um, yeah, I, I think that the cast looks great. Uh, I'm glad that they finally did that. The robot is a little bit odd. Um, yep. And a lot of people are speculating that the announcement that they made in the Twitter post is a recreation of like a 1963, uh, Saturday evening post cover. So they're okay. speculating that maybe it takes place in 1963. Uh, is this part of an alternate timeline? You know, are they going to be showing them as this origin? Kind of like the Captain America, the first soldier or the first Avenger where it all took place back then. And then he got frozen in time and came forward. I don't know. Uh, probably most excited, honestly, that this opens up Dr. Doom. That's what I want to see more than anything is Dr. Doom. Yep. Well, let's see here. The Fantastic Four comic series was launched in 1961. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I could see it taking place in the 60s or mm-hmm. starting out that way. Uh Oh, the trailer for um, X-Men 1997. Mm. Looks cool. Looks like it picks up right where the last one left off. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I like how they waited to play the theme later into the trailer. So you got like that little, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that it looks the same. It's really hitting that nostalgia bug for all of us that grew up watching it. Yep. So um, I probably will have to check this out. But like I shared with you, they took Rogue's butt away. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, saw I thought that. that was hilarious. I liked seeing Gambit do the, uh, do his little trick on Wolverine's claws. That's mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool combination right there. That is Fastball Express yeah. was good, but uh, let's see here. William Shatner, you can call me Bill. You know I, that looks a good. Few, a few years ago, I would have been really more interested in this, but he's been so dickish lately, uh, looking down on Star Trek, talking about how the new series are god awful. Like he he's kind of become a a prick about things. So I'll still check it out because I like a good documentary and the man's led a very interesting life. But I mean, he's ninety two. He'll be ninety three next month. Yeah, yeah. He does not look his age at he does all. Not. No. Nope. He actually reminds me of my Pepe quite a bit. Oh really? Yeah, my Pepe. Um. Because uh, William Shatner is from Montreal, Quebec, so he's mm-hmm. French Canadian. My papa was uh, French Canadian from Quebec, and he passed away in '93. But like he, that's I mean that's how he looked to me. Like he was just a an old Frenchman who looked great, didn't look his age whatsoever. Just 
you know, just kind of surprising. So hmm. kind of reminds me of my pay a little bit. <sighs> um, French girl. Yeah, it's just a rom-com with Zach Braff where his girlfriend. It's 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 a storyline that's been told a hundred thousand times of couples together. One starts working for their ex. One's jealous of the other. The the this the caveat is they're in Quebec City, uh, so he doesn't speak French, and they really lean hard on the French in the trailer. And uh, his girlfriend, who he wants to be engaged to and get married to. Uh, her ex is a woman. So this was a, a lesbian relationship that she had been in previously. And he's, of course, jealous of it and can't he do anything right. I mean, to be. It's very, yeah, it's very stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very cookie-cutter storyline and, and whatnot. Well, Zach I'll Braff. watch it because it's Zach Braff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it because it's Zach Braff. But it's nothing special, quite frankly. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Room Zero, what did you think of that? Eh. I mean, it's a it's, it's an got, interesting concept, but it's so low budget. And the trailer was so terrible. Yes. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Then we got the triumvirate where I was like, did you just Google shittiest trailers of upcoming movies to fuck with me later? <laughs> uh, Monolith, which I watched. It wasn't too bad. I don't Blackout looks kind of interesting. Vamp, uh, where, uh, updated werewolf movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sting is, is just garbage. Yeah. That's just, yeah. That's just garbage. About this. So I, I sent you Irish wish. Alien spider. That looks fucking terrible. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was like, that, as I revenge, said, take that this. trailer was that trailer was worse than the three I sent you combined. Mm-hmm. It really was. Yeah, this is a uh, Lindsay Lohan rom com for Netflix. Yeah, where she's torn between two lovers, mm-hmm. and in Ireland. Where'd you get that Borderlands trailer, dude? I have so many thoughts on this. Um, I'm sure you do, being the video game enthusiast. Garbage, um, fucking garbage, and really fucking garbage. Uh, and I'll explain oh. in detail why. So first off, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Dr. Tannis, was not a vault hunter. Dr. Tannis was a side character who gave you side quests. Um, she was crazy and figured out lots of things for you. She was a brilliant scientific mind, but she was not a vault hunter. Um, Roland, the one that's played by uh, Kevin Hart, was about six two big strapping this is another reacher thing like they cast kevin hart for some reason maybe because he has comedy chops but i would have rather seen yeah i would have rather seen like terry cruz in the role of roland he could have been fucking amazing as roland uh similarly lilith is a I don't know, 30 something year old siren. There are only six sirens in the universe at any given time. And they all have magical abilities. Uh, Lilith is the firebird. She has fire abilities and she's super powerful psychic. Kate Blanchett is not her. This was terrible casting. Uh, I think that they basically were like, holy shit, we can get Kate Blanchett for something. That'll give us cred. No, no fucking terrible. Uh, Tiny Tina is un hinged this girl it like has 
conversations with stuffed animals. She uh, is obsessed with bombs, missiles, explosives. She is fucking ludicrous, and she should have been in this as that kind of character. This looks more just like some teenage girl who happens to be along for the ride. Uh, Krieg was a DLC character who was added years later, like years, years later. And there's two other vault okay. hunters from the original that aren't even featured here. Brick, who was just this giant fucking brick shit house of a guy who was kind of dumb, but like hit things really hard. And Mordecai sure. was a, was an alcoholic kind of looked like a hippie guy. He had like aviator glasses and he had a, um, a vulture pet that he would send out. He was a sniper, uh, he was an amazing character. Both Brick and Mordecai were fucking amazing, and they're not even featured in this. So somebody wanted to cash in. They did a terrible job of it, and I am not impressed at all. So What'd you, you think? Watch the movie. Uh, maybe when it comes out on home video. And I keep saying home video, <laughs> like you know, it's the 1980s again. But dude, I still say home video. My wife mocks me for it. <laughs> home video. That's not even a thing. I'm like, yeah, it is. I watch it, it at home so on video. <laughs> um, so I I don't I'm not as familiar with the video game at all <coughs> or the characters mm-hmm. and I don't have the connection you do to it. Uh, yep. <laughs> Is she making fun of you for home <laughs> video again? <laughs> yeah, except she's like, I don't sound like that at all. Um. I, anyways, I, I don't have the connection to the to the 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 meet the property like you do. So like I don't know any of the characters. I'm not familiar with any of the characters, who they're supposed to be, who they are. Sure. I, watching the trailer, watching the trailer based on just the trailer itself, it looks like a foolish movie, but it reminds me of um what's the TV series on Peacock we just got? Twisted Metal. Yes. It looks yep. it looks like it's gonna be kind of wild and fun like that. So I'm gonna watch it. Not like in theaters by any means. There was a quest in the game uh, where this guy was like walking back and forth and screaming that he needed to be shot in the face. He's like, just do it. Just do it. And the quest was shoot him in the face and you shoot him in the face and his head explodes. And as it's exploding, he's like, thank you. And that's it. The quest is over. You succeeded. Like that is the whole quest of the game is to shoot this guy in the face. And that's not the overarching quest. Like there's actually a story behind everything, but yeah, it's okay. a very absurd, bizarre, over the top game. And there's okay. been like four of them so far. So yeah. Uh, trailer for extraordinary season two. Yeah. I didn't remember watching extraordinary season one tonight, uh, going in Hulu to check for, the uh, next episode of uh, uh, Murder and Other Details to, to see yep. that we were caught up. Just double check that. I went, oh, there's Extraordinary Season 1 right there in my My Stuff. Oh, I watched a quarter of the first episode and stopped. <laughs> That's why I don't remember it at all. Yep. So I remember I ranting know. about how much I liked it. So I'm not yeah. sure why you stopped, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, decent. Boy it's, Kills it's, it's like dead pixels. You know, it's British comedy. It, everybody has superpowers except for this one girl. And yeah, it, it's a ton of fun. I will. I'm, I may try the first episode again. Okay. Uh, Boy kills world. We already talked about that. looks fantastic. Bill Skarsgård is playing a character who's a deaf mute and he kills a lot of people. 
and his inner he, he gave himself an inner dialogue and it's h john benjamin yes and that's what's even better is his inner voice is yeah it's this is completely campy ridiculous over the top and i'm here for it same so fucking um, looks brilliant quite frankly and then I say you that uh, my grandpa loved Wolfenstein games, the college humor skit. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. That was rough. That was rough. I loved it. Yeah, that was hilarious. But yeah, that that's it, though, for me. That's it for me as well. OK, well, that summarizes news and trailers for this week. Um, yeah, that's that's everything. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'm on Twitter or social medias, whatever you want to call them. I'm Superstar ML. That's what it is. You can find me on all of them that way. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. That is our show. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>